trying to go down Bubba Lana Rucker, the new style around. We are hottest one hundreds and thousands and we've taken control of your radio station, 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 station. <laughs> For the next hour or so, we are going to be discussing songs that have been deemed hot enough to be in the Triple J Hottest 100. My name's David James Young. I'm one of the four voices you're going to be hearing. Joining me, as always, Mr. Andrew McDonald. Happy I could make it. Mr. Nathan Harrison. Hello. And Mr. Adavancha. Howdy. We're back in the house of Andrew. This is the house that Funk built. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this it's is the house. The very house. Yes, indeed. It, it's, yeah, it's got some pretty solid foundations. Yeah, we're in the middle of the city that was built uh, on, on rock and roll. Yeah, yep. so I think we're town. Yeah. Oh, don't fucking spoiler alert. <laughs> Jesus. God. Our was that, coming, was that coming out later? <laughs> <laughs> Eventually. I was going to reveal it probably around season five. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, of course, we're not here to talk about that. We're not here to talk about Newtown. Fuck Newtown. We're here to talk oh. about the 1993 Hottest 100. We're about to leave the 70s and we are on our way to the 60s, baby. Yeah. But uh, before we tell you that story, we have to tell you this story. In number 70, it's motherfucking Ed Cooper with Sleepyhead. original band The Saints indeed he's for a lot band Laughing Clowns mm. ah yes yes big fans uh, I of course getting into I guess punk in high school The Saints were finding out they were Australian along with our, our radio Birdman yeah. and, and argue, you know like a very strong argument for the band to have invented what indeed. we know as punk yes. like, you know, they did it in what 74 75 75 you know two years before Ramones yeah um as it stands, uh, the Saints one of my favourite punk bands from the original era. That I'm Stranded record is just wonderfully perfect. Yep. And then as they went on, stuff like No Your Product, of no course. Product, yep. And they did follow up to that out song, I think it's excellent as well, that uh, No, comma, Your Product. It's okay. fantastic. Um, very playful, inventive punk rock. And then after they, I guess, parted ways to a certain degree, 
guitarist Ed went on to form uh, Laughing Clowns, a more, I guess, traditionally interesting quote-unquote post-punk band who are just wonderful. I had the pleasure of seeing both bands on the same day at Ultimo's Parties 2009. Oh, how was that? Wonderful. Both were put on incredible shows. It was Laughing Clowns in the afternoon and then uh, The Saints in the evening just before Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. It was so a was that original lineup Saints? Yes. So, wow. Ed, Ed played with Laughing and then walked over to The Saints. It was wonderful. That's sick. Yeah, incredible. I'm very happy to have seen those things. So, I have a lot of love for Ed. I really, really do. Um... I this, this this song I like it. I don't really go wild for it like the other I guess projects of his that I know. Um, I guess like some ninety nine point nine percent of side projects from lead guitarists and singers. This is never going to measure up quite as strongly as the band material. Oh, of course. Yeah. Um, but it's a great song. The guitar work is fantastic. It's great hearing Ed. I guess traditionally I know him more through fuzzy, dirty power chord rock hearing him do some more acoustic strumming work and finger picking it's wonderful yeah, knowing yeah. that he has those chops that's I guess what more than anything else I'm just happy to know that he has that skill and I'm glad that he can show it off the chorus is very good as well I was singing along by the end yeah I think it's a very very nice song I'm not going to I didn't, lo- I didn't love it enough to think to myself I'll look into your acoustic solo work Ed but I'm happy knowing that he can do this work because I just love the man I really do yeah of course uh, Nathan? Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty much in the same boat. I mean, when, when Ed left the Saints, it was because Chris, Chris Bailey wanted to keep making three-chord yeah. punk rock, and Ed was like, well, I want to start making some more cerebral work that is, you know, really interesting. And I, I think this song maybe doesn't hold up to the Laughing Clowns, but it still holds up to that idea. I think it's a really interesting song. It's, like, really clever songwriting and, and very yeah. engaging. I, yeah, I quite like it. Adam, I know you don't have the uh, no, background. No, I, I, I don't this track. Well, yeah, it's okay. Like, I think it fits neatly into that kind of alternative singer-songwriter. You know, the guitar tone is certainly very recognisable and something I can latch onto straight away. Even if no immediate acts spring to mind, things that embody that, um, you know, elsewhere. It's, it's fine. It's kind of it's kind of great. It scratches the itch that the song answers, but I, I don't know how much of an itch I have for this particular song. So, you know, like, it's kind of... Uh, it's, it's okay. It's all right. David, I know you're a you. You'd be a Saints fan. Like, oh, for imagine. sure. How do you yeah. find this track? Uh, well, firstly, I'm going to educate the shit out of him. <laughs> I'm going to yeah, just stick um, stranded into his into his mind and uh, get him around it. He was pointing at me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do it! <laughs> it's a solid little folk rock song. I think there's a great energy here. I really like the guitar tone, especially on the on the acoustic. Um, I've I've never found Ed to be a very strong singer, but no, I don't think he really. He's no Chris. To, yeah, yeah, exactly. There was a reason he was on the side and he and Chris was up the front, but um, you know, he, he doesn't really have to be. He he's the kind of songwriter that lets his songs kind of speak for themselves, and I think that's really reflected in this track in particular. Uh, yeah, I really really like this one. I, I think it's a, it was a great way to kick off this episode, and uh, yeah. Really surprising to see him get up so high with this track, but uh, yeah, more power to the guy, and uh, yeah, still going to this day, still uh, writing, recording, touring uh, very consistently. Yeah, um, incredibly prolific. I mean, I he's know, at this point from like output. 88 to 95, he put out about a dozen albums, yeah. if not more, with plus a few compilations, and yeah, different bands, solo stuff, like, he, you know, when he you know, left the Saints, he was like, I want to start making more interesting work, like, that's, he has completely fulfilled that mm. yeah it was like ask and you shall receive yeah. yeah the fucking the dark just broke open you know yeah just, just flooded everything it's imp- 
incredible stuff. Ed, but we love you. Yeah, we, we do. really do, man. And this we song, really this song do. is good. It you know it captures some post punk stuff in there in terms of the vocal tone and stuff like that. It's got that guitar refocusing thing, but there's a lot of intensity to the music. Yeah, I, I really like it. So thanks, Ed Cooper. Love your work. Well, we promised you they'd be back, and sure as shit, here they are. At number sixty-nine, it's Suede for the second and final time with Animal Nitrate. <laughs> say about Suede last week but uh, do you have anything further to add? I like this song okay. I, 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 I think it's better than Drillers I think it's much better like you know last time I was I was quite happy to deride them as just a, a shallow surface copy of Bowie in terms of their aesthetic and tone and everything like that but I, I think this song is really great this was their highest charting single um, yeah. and I think that makes sense like this I, I think in, in this song the aesthetic makes sense the tone makes sense, you know, there's, uh, like, the references to council homes and things like that, I really see how it was connecting to the British youth at the time, in terms of all a lot of the issues that a lot of other Britpop was also tapping into. Yeah. Um, you know, all the androgyny, I think, makes a lot, more, a lot more sense in this song. He talks about, now that you're over 21, 21 being the age of consent for male gay sex at the time in the UK, and so I think that, like, that keys in with all the androgynous aesthetic of the band and yeah I, I think this song really works like I did not like the Drowners but I like this song I, I feel like I can get swayed on this song well, there's a male to male kiss in the video yeah right? yeah absolutely oh god like, yeah I forgot about that what about you Adam what's your, what's your take on, on uh, this number I should have said I was swayed oh, oh. too late now <laughs> Adam uh, I swayed yeah like I guess um I, I, when researching through the songs, like I didn't, I listened to this one for the podcast earlier than I listened to the Drowners. I came to the Drowners uh, quite a bit after this. I listened to this track a couple more times, and I kind of know it more than Drowners as well, which I think is good. You know, I don't know how I feel about the chorus. There's, sure. it, it walks such a tight line between being really rocking and just really annoying. Like his vocal output is so very, very strong, 
um, and distinctive, and I just don't know, like that wailing kind of melody that it carves through there. I don't really know how I feel about this song. Sure. Compared mm. to The Drowners? I definitely like it. It definitely stands out one way or yeah. another more than The Drowners, but I'm unsure which, which direction it goes, and mm. I think it might change with mood. I think it's a real one that walks on the knife's edge for me in terms of my taste. Yeah, fair enough. David? You know that episode of The Simpsons where Ned Flanders wakes up in a cold sweat in the middle of the night and just says, I think I hate Homer Simpson. Yeah. That was me with this song. I was just like, I think I hate Sway. Wow. Wow. Okay. (laughs) I just realized, I just like, I find this band really obnoxious and really brash and like, just really cloying. I think there's a reason that they're one of the forgotten bands of the Britpop era. I'm really glad this is the last time we ever have to talk about them. Wow. Okay. I, I like, I'm not saying this in any joyful or gleeful kind of way. I'm just like, oh, fuck, I think I hate Suede. Like, it, it's just kind of locked in. That's just what it became to me. Yeah, so, I, I can understand that opinion. Like, I guess I get the guitar look in the chorus is kind of catchy. I can appreciate that. Um, you know, there's a couple of redeeming bits here and there. But overall, like, this is just not a band I'm engaged in or involved in in any way possible. Sure. So I actually didn't mind the chorus. I find myself kind of half singing along to it mm, by the end. Mm. Yeah, it's not wonderful, but it's passable guitar rock. I found this is a nice yeah, pop yeah. tune. I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, like obviously, you know, I can, I can, like I said before, I can definitely appreciate um, where they were coming from and why people loved them over the years. But um, I'm, I'm not one of them. I, I'm really not. <laughs> okay. So yeah, I guess I guess that's all I can really say. This isn't a this isn't an obvious like fuck you kind of thing. It's just like oh well, they, they don't give you much. No, not, no they're, they're kind of like there's only so much we can talk about without treading on well worn ground. They are what they are, and yeah. I think I think especially aesthetically they dated quite a lot. Incredible, that, yeah. yeah. It's very early '90s look, and I think that meant a lot more and a lot different to what it might mean now. There yeah. are other time capsule Britpop bands that you'd place. In a time capsule, as opposed to these guys. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like, I mean, you know, Blur and Pulp, I think, translate much easier to now. Sure. Uh, the 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 musical legacy they they've left has sort of been carried on by other bands, and there's a definite trajectory there. But I, I think Swayed, not so much. Sure. It, I don't think it translates to now as well. Maybe it does to, to some <laughs> people, but mm. yeah. Well, that's it. That's uh, before we. Uh, Put the nail in the coffin on Suede. Is there anything uh, that anyone else would like to say about Suede before we're done with them for good? Nothing you can say. Nah. Alright, so long, farewell, or fit us in. Goodbye. Number 68 in the 1993 Hottest 100. Ladies and gentlemen, Culture Beat with Mr. Vane. <laughs>
speed at number 68 in the 1993 Hottest 100 with Mr. Vane. Now, as usual with the shitty 90s one-hit wonders, Mm. I'm going to throw this one to Adam. (laughs) (laughs) See what he... Damning. (laughs) Also, also because if anyone was fitting of the title of Mr. Vane... Whoa. <laughs> oh, I'm kidding, Whoa. I'm kidding. You know I love you. I'm the whooping boy today. Hey! Um, uh, look, I, I think in terms of what I said about Swade last time, you wouldn't put it in a time capsule. This song you absolutely would. And the, the codifier for that is the fact that, it, you know, like on your top 40 uh, stations, you're going to have this one as the kind of retro hit. Yeah, and, I, and I know this. I know this is <laughs> Um, and I think I think that is the value of it, and then you discern the the value of it being that yourselves. Um, I I think I think what kills it for me is just that freaking deep like he doesn't need to be there. The guy doing that rap thing it just adds nothing to no. it, and it's just a cringe, and it really really puts no. me off. I think the synth line or whatever in terms of it representing the genre of early nineties trance dance, you know, like bright neon, it's all there, like. And I think the, the value, you know, there's value in it for, for being what it is. And, and it was certainly really, really important for musical, for the evolution of dance, for all those kinds of things. Um, so, yeah, how, how important is keeping a record of that kind of early 90s dance for you? That is that is a question of whether or not you like this song. And for me, you know, eh. I think it's super, <laughs> it's just, it's super fun. And it's fun yeah. to, to be like, oh my God, I know this song. That's yeah. it. Like, you know, it's part of the very wonderful uh, genre of music, exercise music, which we've already True. had some of in the countdown. My, yeah, Absolutely. This uh, is more than anything, I think. Like, my peer teacher used to play this song when we were doing gym. Exactly. And the every time, school. like, you know, I am, I am amazed and astounded that any music like this is in the Triple J right? 100 countdown. Like, this, this is not what I associate with Triple J at all this, you know. I'm willing to argue that there are more exercise pop music. chart crossover, like in this era, than there is on contemporary Triple J. Yeah, maybe. Like you look at this shit, and it's like there's so many number ones. There's so many. Like this, this was number one in X. Australia. Like yeah, huge. And you know how many number one songs in Australia were popular on Triple J now? Mm. Um, so, potentially some that are popular on Triple J, and then. Become number one in Australia. That's a valid uh, point. You know, um, gotcha. somebody, yeah, somebody that I used to know would probably be a good candidate for that. Has Vance Joe made it to a number one yet? Uh, I think he might have. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't be that surprised. Maybe, maybe this was the same thing. Maybe, maybe Triple J discovered Mr. Vane and then it became popular after that. That's such a weird know. world. That's your only hope. Yeah, yeah, but I think it's great. Yeah, I have a fair amount of love for it. It's that kind of. It's so crazily dated, so crazily linked with a nostalgic memory of doing high school or sorry primary school PE but I can't help but adore it it's so it's so, it's so artificial and I guess surface level pure is something that I can't help but love about yeah, it yeah. and from this yeah. we get Venga Boys we get Aqua yeah, yeah again bands that I will defend like <laughs> loving how crap they are yeah, and there's something, yeah. about, like, there's something about this that I would like it's not quite of that so bad it's good dorky ironic appreciation but there's a fair amount of that there and yeah. I do no, I like it. I, I, whenever it's on, I will never not enjoy it. Yeah. Wow. Exactly. I never thought I'd hear that from you, mm. to be honest. Um, now, recently on Triple J, there was a, uh, a, a comedy duo on there, Good As Friday, that performed a, a 90s uh, medley where they did a parody of uh, 90s dance where the female singer was just like, I'm gonna sing, I'm gonna sing like this. And then I'll talk. It's <laughs> talk and talk. I talk like this, and then I'm gonna talk some more. And 
this song sounds like a fucking 90s dance parody. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's yeah. so fucking ridiculous. And I just, I just find it an ugly and dumb and irritating <laughs> song. Yeah. It's dated horribly. There's no redeeming features about this thing, and that's its value. And that's yeah, and that's that's why it's great. I think it's a weird thing that happens in the film clip. It has a lot of shots of uh, the guy with his face covered in clay, which we saw in the film clip for Suede for the Drowners. Uh, which was on the last day. And, and we will also see a little later on with the cranberries. Uh, 1993, really big for clay on the face. Yeah, big for um, uh, predator, predator references. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course. Mackie, it's come back yeah. in popular music. That's where it got it. It from. must be. That makes perfect sense. <laughs> oh god, it's all connected. Oh, so yeah, I think culture being pretty much died in the ass after. After this whole ordeal, so... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you, do you And have... for that, they are immortal. It's a weird thing. I, I have all of their albums. <laughs> <laughs> their unplugged albums. Oh, wow. Uh, no. Oh, my God. Could you imagine a stripped-back version of Mr. Fame? Please. Please. <laughs> I should get on that. I always Or someone should. <laughs> yeah. Old mate just sitting on a fucking stool, just, like, yeah. reading the lyrics. Call me whatever you like. <laughs> oh, God. William Shatner. Maybe he should it. be responsible for this. And I'm Mr. Vane. He's more into his metal stuff now. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well, culture bit, whatever, you know. You're a blip on the radar, and you don't. A wonderful blip. You're gone. Wonderful, for beautiful <laughs> blip. A Thank bright you. neon blip. Thank you for sharing with us your blip. <laughs> Playtime's over, motherfucker. At number 67, this is Apache Indian with Boom Shakalak. Yeah! Your boy! Your boy, your boy! Your boy! Your boy! Like all the people and want Woman them a flex and the man them a chant Cause the 60s style it off a comeback Draw for your bell bottom black heel and frack Boom shakalak good boy Ew, tell them no sir Wind your body Wiggle your belly Dip and go down in the new style With Boom Shakalak. Now, I'm going to be the first to admit that I, on paper, I was just like, I wonder what Apache Indian is. I wonder what Boom Shakalak is. The second it started, my eye bugged. I pumped my fist in the air and I screamed, It's that song! 
Yeah. And then I danced around my entire house in celebration. This all fucking rules. It's so... Oh, God. It's just so ridiculous and so loud and obnoxious and ultimately pointless. But, my God, it's just so much fun. Yeah. Like... You guys probably had a bit more fun with Mr. Vane, but I... No, no, is, no, 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 totally it for me. You're like, preaching yeah. to the choir. This is it. This I think is, everything that we said about Mr. Vane is, is multiplied by a thousand exactly. on this, this song. It, it, it just, like, it is, it's so vacuous and so just shamelessly fun and nothing else. And even, like, there's some just basic things about this that don't make a lot of sense. The guy's a British Indian, like, from, you know, like, he's an Indian living in Britain, like, as a, as a DJ or whatever. Why is the name Apache there? Also, why reggae? I, it's just, it's just a whole heap of, none well, of this makes Technically, the genre was Bang Raga. Yeah, mm. Bang Raga. Well, yeah, he invented his own form of, of kind of, yeah. Visionary. And, and, he's, yeah, he's the Frank Zappa of 90s disco. But he also has an incredibly huge discography. He released an album last year. Yeah, I was going to bring that up, actually. Yeah, that's incredible. And I, I really want to hear what the rest of his stuff sounds like. Does he have serious tracks? Yeah. I feel like, like he had. In 2005, he um, put out the song The Israelites off the album Time for Change. Huh. What? That doesn't sound like Boom Shakalak. See, this is just, it's just a weird, weird thing. That yeah. It's just beautiful. Yeah, what? there's something about this song that it's just, like, it's so, it's so terrible and so, like... Vacuous and empty and pure, but I can't help but just love it with everything. Yeah. It was like, in Dumb and Dumber. It, it was in the Dumb and Dumber. It was it was in Biodome with Paulie Shaw. It oh, was God. in to date up to seventy or more commercials. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Why would you not put it? Yeah. Scooby Doo Two Monsters Unleashed. It was in. Fuck yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, it, like everything about it, from the fact that it's boom shakalak. That's what I can perceive to be a metaphor for having sex, well, and the, well, fa- well, what? The, the, the the terribly vacuous sexism of all, like saying like. The Japanese girls do this. The German girls do this. It's everything about it on paper, like on paper, it's the world's worst song. But it's, yeah. when, when it's on, it's one of those tunes that, like, there's a, a certain number of songs that do this. Um, the trope codifier would definitely be Andrew BK's "Party Hard." Yeah, it's the kind of song that is when it's on, you don't care about any other piece yeah. of music. Yeah, yeah. It, this song is everything when it's playing. I want to get the rumor mill rolling for an Andrew WK and Apache Indian co-headliner. Oh yes. my god! <laughs> wow. And I, I think you know, with Mr. Vane, if you know, if Mr. Vane gives us Venga Boys and Aqua, then potentially this gives us Louis Baker. Yeah. Uh, oh my god! And maybe even a bit of Shuggy. Even heaps of Shuggy. Shuggy. Yes. Shuggy. Like, but this is this, uh, Apache Indian is also one of the first um, UK people of Asian origin to get popular in the charts in in the UK at the time, yeah, and that's, and that, that's a really significant. Recently, like I think Jay Sean is the last person to do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Like I think that's like it's a significant uh, point in the shifting demographics of England at the time, and how yeah. how like things were changing in the racial makeup of the population and culture was reflecting that. Weird that you know. I mean, I don't think that translates that here, yeah. but uh, <laughs> clearly, it's. I'm. I'm just sad that it's not higher. Yeah, yeah. they're so like it's so so crazily specific to people our age. People who are anybody who I think is younger than twenty or older than thirty won't have an attachment to this song. It, don't, it won't make any sense to them. But to us, it's just it's a certain moment, and I'm so so glad that it's something that we can pin our hats to because it's like everything about it is wrong, and it's like if you would. It's almost to criticise it. I couldn't argue with the criticisms. There's no way you could argue against them. I would agree um, with them, but probably yeah. try and argue that that is what that's is what the great about yeah, the song. Exactly. Yeah, the only thing you the... could argue is you've missed the point. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, not having listened to the song. I don't think it's, it's not so bad. It's good. It's an incredibly no. well-made song. What yeah. it's shooting for is terrible. Yeah, yeah. It, achieves, yeah. It, achieves, it achieves its goals of 
of a terrible aim so so perfectly that it's just a wonderful incredible song it's perfect yeah I don't understand it I think scientists <laughs> should study this and yeah. we could learn a lot about everything yeah. through this song <laughs> probably <laughs> It's this similar is, to Informer by Snow where you're just like, what the fuck is he saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Beautiful. But we all agree? Yeah, I think we all agree. This song's Indeed. a stone-cold classic. Right, the and first consensus since <laughs> Gloria or something. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I'm really glad that we're all in agreement that this song fucking jams for days. Uh, Apache and Yen, please just never stop the party. Never stop. And that sound effect, that yeah, like, the, the boing, oh, the boing, oh, the boing, more boing, please. It's time for the final song in today's episode. At number sixty-six, it's the Utah Saints. Utah Saints with something good. Something good. So I told a lie in episode one. I was pretty sure that we wouldn't hear from Kate Bush again. Ah, oh, right. in 2003. But uh, considering Snuck her way considering in. Uh, the babushka lady herself has been sampled in this track, I fucking we are hearing. That's all the lie. So, hey. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, David just got attacked by a cat. Yeah, <laughs> come at me, bro. <laughs> she, she will. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, uh, let's throw this. Yeah, let's throw this to Nathan. Uh, what's your take on something good? I I think it's pretty forgettable. Yeah, like, I don't know. Yeah. I, I think especially in the context of the last two songs we've talked about, this is another '90s dance hit that was trying to be a bit more serious, and from that, I think is completely forgettable. And like yeah. you know, there's the K. Bush sample, and K. Bush we all know has a fairly lovely voice or whatever, but it just it just doesn't do anything, and it, it it's bizarre that it doesn't stand up to the two previous songs which are essentially like nearly now joke songs well yeah. that's the thing like Mr. Vane takes itself so seriously it's great and Boom Luck is so silly that it's great and this song is neither and it just yeah. kind of sits in yeah. the middle ground and so we've got like a wonderful kind of spectrum here of, of 90s dance and you know where it succeeds especially in a context that we are sitting in now and where it doesn't 
And, you know, yeah. I think middle of the road just doesn't cut it. Well, honestly, when it started and that, that hype, the, the hype sample of Utah Saints, when I started, I'm like, oh my God, what is this? This could be a... This could be something I'm into. Yeah. It's something when, good. Yeah. And then, when it, yeah. <laughs> and then when it kicked off, I'm like, oh, that, that's absolutely as good as it gets. Like, there's, <laughs> there, there are shades of Depeche Mode and New Order here, but it's never quite as, like, remarkable. Even there's some pretty white shades. They are, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, like, even, it's, even at the song's, I guess, the song's peak, it's never as good as either of those two bands' uh, valleys. There's nothing, yeah. yeah. It's uh, even it's like only three and a half minutes long, but by like is the, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that exactly. surprised me too. At the three minute mark, it's it's I already like been, it's already been going for to it. yeah, it's already been going for ten minutes after two and a half. Like it's wow. a real yeah, and yeah. That's, it's, it's so bizarre because like potentially and only just that the countdown reflects this. Uh, at the time, it was a more legitimate song, song in that genre, Shuk-a-Lak. but yeah. like comparing it to Mr. Van and Bullshakalak, like it just doesn't hold up because it it isn't. It isn't a thing. Yeah. It doesn't have something you can grab onto that is kind of ridiculous. I think and that the, style of music has, like, the style of music has become ridiculous. Yeah. So the bands, it's, that it like it shifted more. so much for what it does, like that kind of music, what it does now, and like that just gets left behind. Yeah. It's just a dating thing. It's the same thing as as Caligula. Like it, maybe in context at the time, it meant something completely different and. Yeah, but and at least now, Caligula is like hilariously bad. This is just like, <laughs> oh yeah, okay. This is just a song that I guess was probably popular at the time because it was a fun dance song. Yeah, doesn't doesn't ring true in any way now. That sample's kind of iconic. You know the, the way the way they manipulate the vocals with that pitch bending or whatever. Like yeah, it's yeah, it's kind of nice. Like I appreciate the craft of of that within a song. But yeah, in terms of the actual song itself, no, middle yeah, of the road. Not. Yeah, just a meandering kind of tune. I know that something good is going to happen, but uh, it's not in this. But where? Yeah. yeah. Definitely not in this. Song. Something good just happened. Yeah. <laughs> and now we're here. That brings us to the end of this week's edition of Hottest 100s and Thousands. Thank you again so much for listening. Before we get out of here, we're nominating our favourites and our least favourites. This is an easy one for me. Boom luck, straight to the top of the bullet. Swish. Mr. Vane, easily the worst. Ooh. 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 I, I'm going to say my favourite and least favourite is Boom Chuck <laughs> That's That's fair, I think. Yeah. That works. I'm going to say favourite is Boom Chuck and least favourite is something good. I'm going to sit with Andrew on this one. I think I think it sums up the relationship that we all have with Boom Chuck kind of too perfectly. Alright. Well, you say that, but we're definitely going to listen to Boom Chuck again when we finish this right now. Yes, so, exactly. Right now. Alrighty, well. That brings us to the end of this episode, uh, and uh, halfway through the 60s hey. of, of the early 90s, so uh, we're in a pretty sweet little spot. Uh, thanks again so much for listening. On behalf of Mr. Nathan Harrison, Boom Shakalak, Mr. Adam Buncher, Wine my body, and uh, Mr. Andrew McDonald, Boing. <laughs> my name is David James Young. Keep music Apache. Goodbye. What the people them want Woman them a flex And the man them a chant Cause the 60s Started to have to come back Draw for your bell Bottom black Heel and frack Boom shakala Good boy Ew Tell them no sir Wind your body Wrinkle your belly Dip and go down In a the new style Why
Hottest 100s and thousands is filmed in front of a live studio audience. 